So today I thought of the slogan, the slogan, honesty is our best policy. Like where did that come from? What is honesty? What is a policy? Um, what does that actually mean? How do I incorporate that into my life, into uh, my recovery? And um, yeah, where do, where, do, where do I apply this principle? And so when we look at policy, the word policy is actually a course or a principle of action. And so what recovery is doing is going to, once we understand what recovery is, it's actually giving us a new spiritually fit life. And so that's what recovery is. When we get into life, our life has been based on principles and courses of action. So so we have these belief systems, which turns out to be a principle. A principle basically is a general rule on which I live on. And so has honesty been our policy, been our rule, been our principle, been our guiding force in our addiction? Personally, that is not true. Um, my best policy in, in, in recovery was actually dishonest. I didn't even know that I was being dishonest. It was just the way of life for me. And so when I look at an unpacked dishonesty, um, this is part of me playing God. This is prior to my recovery. I was playing God. I was God. I, I remember being at a homeless shelter in 2005 and finally getting into their treatment center. And one of their first projects was uh, to draw a picture of the masks that we use. And so I drew a n number of little masks that I would come up with. You know, like I, I used the mask of humor. I used the mask of anger and intimidation. All these masks that I present myself to the world around me to get what I need to get to be okay. Um, and then the next assignment was uh, discussing God uh, as a higher power. Who has all authority power, rule, reign over your life? Like who tells you what to do or what you can't do? Uh, who guides you? Who, who, who has governance? Uh, who reigns in your life? And, and who has the rules of your life? And, and I had to whittle away everything but myself. And so basically with that concept of God, I was playing God. And I used all these masks to cover up the true self to be accepted by the world around me, to intimidate the world around me, to get from the world around me, to chug from the world around me, to consume from the world around me so that my needs were met so that I would be okay. And so this, uh, in my addiction, my best policy was dishonesty. And so what are the, the, what are some of dishonest things that I do? Like, can I just go, oh, I'm just dishonest or is there classifications and categories of dishonesty i've come up with probably eight or nine i'm sure there's more um i think a beautiful a beautiful concept of dishonesty is actually omission um especially uh even i can carry that concept in recovery and i omit things to the people around me i just i would rather not tell you this part of me uh, if I told you this part of me, it would cloud how you think of me or how you look at me. And so I'm not going to be super vocal about this part of me. Um, omission. 
Um, I omit things uh, from to the world around me, to authority especially. Uh, why would I tell everything? I, I come from that school, the old school of, of snitches get stitches, all of those kind of things. The whole rat thing is like, so I would rather omit things than, than be uh, totally honest. Um, that, but omission is actually part of dishonesty because I am actually playing God with that. There's things that I would rather you not know and know. I understand that there is um, um, discernment, especially when it comes to children. There's probably things that you're going to omit, but you're the parent. They're the child. It's a different relationship. But I, I choose to play God by omitting things. I, I want you to know certain things and, and not know certain things. Minimization is another way of dishonesty. Cheating is a form of dishonesty. I think of uh, a simple thing. Um, I am trying to be a better human being in my physical. I know that my physical affects my emotional. Uh, I know my emotional affects my spiritual. And, and so I can start taking care of myself physically, doing a little workout, um, doing intermittent fasting. I don't eat gluten and processed sugar to the best of my ability. And then um, when I get around certain people, I, I'm like, okay, I, I, don't, I don't partake in this type of food. Um, and they go, come on, man, every, every, everybody needs a cheat day in a week. And I'm like, could it be a cheat day in a month? Could it be a cheat day in a week? Like, or could I cheat every day? Like, so part of this is actually being dishonest and going like, cheating is acceptable. And I'm not talking about the spiritual principle of, of progress and not perfection. But to actually claim a cheat day, maybe that's something that I would want to address in my own life. I'm not pushing that on anybody else. I understand the concept of it. But if I adhere to that principle that I can have, I can cheat. Um, am I cheating the world around me or am I actually just cheating myself? So uh, honesty actually starts with myself. Um, how about bribery? Um, actually giving something to somebody in order to change their mind or to convince them otherwise. Conspiracy, conspiring, conspiring um, to do something with, um, a, like it's almost like a premeditated thing. Uh, fabrication, just pulling stuff out of thin air. I was a great fabricator. I was a great fabricator in my own in my own recovery journey at the very beginning. Um, I like to, there's a story, but I like to embellish it. So I fabricate a little bit more. I was a little bit badder. I did a little bit more of this and I did a little bit more of that. And, and, and I fabricate these stories so that you see how how, how cool or how bad I was in my recovery in, in, in my addiction. And, and, and it's just, you know, it's just fabricating this persona that I would like to, uh, for you to receive, uh, because I think that you'll see me better or be more intimidated of me or be uh, more kind to me or whatever it is. And then another form of dishonesty is uh, straight up plagiarism, copying somebody, um, I'm going to cut and paste everything that I say. I'm going to cut and paste. Um, yeah, I'm just going to quote people, say it's my own, uh, that kind of thing. Um, and then collusion. And so these are some simple forms of dishonesty that I can actually carry into my recovery. I can carry into every day. 
Um, I think the, the, the person that I'm most dishonest with today is actually myself. Um, there's things that I want to do on an emotional, physical, and spiritual level. And the only person that I don't do them to is myself. Um, well, I sleep in a little bit too much. I eat a little bit too much of that. I react emotionally to, to a home situation, that kind of thing. Um, and this is really a form of me playing God, leaving God out of my life um, and starting to act dishonesty. I, I start to come under the principle, the guiding force of dishonesty. Um, so that's why dishonesty and honesty, this conversation is so important in recovery because this is how I play God. This is one of the things that I have to watch out for. There's four things that we watch out, out for. I have to be aware of this on a daily basis. Dishonesty is one of them. Um, resentment is another. Selfishness uh, is another one of them. And self-centeredness. So these things are actually pointing me uh, giving me the ability to see where I'm actually playing God. Um, so in in recovery, what am I? How do I start to be honest? And I think I think um, when we come into recovery, uh, for me anyway, was I, I was dishonest. Um, and so how do I start to implement honesty? I think at the very most basic form of it is I come into agreeance with the recovery process. So in step one, it says, um, I, I'm powerless and my life's unmanageable. And, and I could be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alcohol made my life unmanageable. And then I find out that like, no, alcohol is my solution to my unmanageability. Oh, I tried to manage my life through alcohol or um, I had no power of choice. Um, I wasn't choosing to get drunk. This is where I'm powerless over and I need a power greater than myself. And I'm like, oh, wow, I have to be honest about what my problem is. If I don't know what my problem is, how do I apply the solution properly? And so many people see these external problems and I just want to include God in them. God help me from, oh, take away this. And that's really a gospel of prosperity. I just want God to do for me so that I can get back to my life. I, I, I don't like this pain that I'm feeling. Can you just take this away and, and, and we'll be good and we'll high five each other. I'll acknowledge you. I'll give you the thumbs up, a little wink, wink. And uh, thanks for the help. And I'll get back to it. Um, the real honesty is really coming into agreement of what my real problem is. My real problem is that I have no choice whether I can drink or not drink. I have to actually come into agreement with that and go, this is a serious problem. I'm not making these choices. I'm not deciding whether I'm drinking or not. That in my mind, because I've been trying to control this problem for so long, I actually think that I'm actually in control of it, but I have no control um, over when I stop and when I start again. Um, so, so many times in my life, I said, I'm never going to do this again. I'm just going to, you know, just hang up the gloves. I'm, I'm never going to do that again. And two weeks later, I'm back at it. So, 
So I have to really come under the the the, the honesty of acceptance of of my first part of the problem where it, it's, I'm powerless. And then looking at the second part of it is that I have this spiritual life. I have this spiritual the reality of we all are 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 spiritual of nature. We are born with a spirit, and I'm trying to manage that 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 problem. I'm trying to manage my spiritual condition. And so um, I have to start to understand that I have to live out of my spiritual condition, which is what we do. Uh, we call it in, in the big book, it says of Alcoholics Anonymous, it actually says we have a spiritual malady, a sickness. And so we actually live out of our spirit. Our life comes out of our spirit, manifests itself in our emotions and in our thinking and, and out of our physical. And so when I add alcohol, I'm actually managing this, this irritable, restless, discontent um, condition that I was born with. I was born into that. I had this issue before I ever adopted alcohol as a solution. And so now I have to be honest about accepting what my problem is, that I have no power over alcohol or drugs or addiction or, or relationships or food or whatever it is. I try to control this. I play God. And, and then out of under underlying problem is the real problem is I'm the manager of my spirit. And I have to give that up to the power of God whatever that looks like and in my early eight days it was just god it was just there's a higher power there's a maker of the universe there's somebody pulling strings somewhere and and i have to give that job up to um him himself and so i have to be honest about my condition um yeah and i think i have to continue the honesty throughout my recovery about my first step problem. Um, and, and so everything has to come back to that of, of being honest in it, me playing God, because that's really what it's about. That's really what my problem is that I play God and I get my results. And so ten, five years down the road, 10 years down the road, I still have to be honest that on a daily basis, I wake up wanting to play God. I, I, I want I want to be the manager. I want to have all the responsibility. I want to be the father. I, I, I want to be independent from God. And that's what I found is this is my exact nature. Just like my cell phone, I have to plug that in every day, every night. Um, daily, I have to plug in my spirit to God's spirit. Um, and so that's really what I wanted to be honest about. And then... Um, Honesty has to lead to somewhere. Um, so I can, in recovery, I want my honesty to lead into willingness to accept the, the solution. And so I have to be honest what the problem is. I have to be willing to accept the solution. And willingness is what we see in step two. And so this is the progression of my, my recovery journey. So honesty leading to willingness to do something about it, which will lead to being open-minded. Um, I really had to come into that understanding of if I'm thoroughly honest with my problem, I have to be willing to accept a solution outside of me. I call him God. He is my father. He is my employer. Um, he is my principal. I'm his agent. All of those concepts of God 
Um, I'm willing for him to run my life. And then I have to be open-minded enough in my third step requirement um, requires me to be open-minded of letting God be the director, letting God be um, um, building my life for me. And that was a massive transition that my mind had to really be clear of is uh, what does life look like in recovery? And so alcohol gave me a life. Now recovery has to give me a life. And today my life looks very different than how I ran my life, um, even as a job, even as a career, all of those things. Um, I really have to be open-mindedness. So honesty needs to lead to willingness, which leads to open-mindedness. And I just wanted to, in, in my morning meditation today, I was reading um, with my sponsor out of page 123, and we're going through this, um, it's called The Family Afterwards. We're going through principles, and we're going through like really understanding what the rule of God is um, as the governor, as the father, as the the employer. What what are these principles that we adhere to? I, I remember one principle that I heard to, hard work pays off. Um, in our morning devotional today, it was all about easy does it. So does easy does it pay off or does hard work pay off? Um, and so you get this conflictual thing, just something so simple like that. All of a sudden, it's like blowing my mind. It's like, yeah, but hard work does pay off. And, and some of these old principles actually are, are there's, there's some truth in them. Um, but I have to always bring it back to being honest about what my problem is. Um, my problem is always that I want to play God. Um, and so maybe easy does it, not reacting to the world around me, not being dishonest, um, not being selfish and self-centered and self-seeking. Maybe that is about being easy. So I'm just going to read uh, the, the family thereafter um, on page 123 at the bottom. Now and then the family will be plagued by scepters of the past. So that's the ghosts of the past, the memories of the past, the dark history. For the drinking career of almost every alcoholic has been marred by escapades, funny, humiliating, shameful, or tragic. The first impulse, so when... Um, the family unit gets back together, the first impulse will be to bury those skeletons in a dark closet and padlock the door. This is contrary to the recovery process. So the new principle that we want to adopt here on page 64 is face and be rid of these things, not bury the skeletons in the dark closet. We actually have to be face and be rid of them. The family may be possessed by the idea, not just might have an idea, but actually being possessed that the future happiness can be based on only forgetfulness of the past. And so this is contrary. This is the life of addiction of all of these principles in the family of origin. And so they're saying that the happiness that we can have uh, when dad gets sober or whatever family member gets sober can only be based on forgetfulness of the past. We just have to forgive and forget. The reality is we don't need to forgive and forget. We need to be in a place of neutrality from all of the hurt and the pain addiction has caused. And so the goal isn't to forgive and forget. The goal is that God will place our hearts in neutrality, in, in a position of neutrality, of acceptance of love and tolerance to the world around me. And I get my happiness not about 
forgetfulness of the past. I get my happiness by being connected to God and letting him be the father and me be the child. We think that such a view is self-centered and in direct conflict with the new way of life. So everything in in the family of origin thinking this way is actually self-centeredness and in direct conflict with the new way of living. What's the new way of living? Living the spiritual life. The spiritual life is clean house, trust God, help others. Be of maximum service to the world around us. Live the, the, the message that we get to pass on. Um, all of those things, this is the new way of living, the guiding principles um, and, 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 and policies of what we're adapting in this new life. So we can't do this as a rebuild. Um, they talk about um, the buildings will be eventually replaced by finer ones. The old buildings will eventually be replaced by finer ones. Um, on page 63, it says we are reborn. This isn't a restoration project. This is a cleansing, a clearing, a destruction, and a rebuilding process. So um, this isn't about working against all of these dishonest behaviors or all of these principles and policies that we've come to adopt in our addiction. This is about having the slate clean and God... Um, putting inside of us, rebirthing inside of us a whole new set of principles, a whole new set of living, a whole new connection spiritually to him. And that's where we get to live our life, which is going to be productive. It's going to be purposeful and it's going to have meaning. Um, and it's going to look different from our old life. So that is uh, my conversation for today. Honesty is our best policy. Thanks, guys. Recording stopped. I feel like I lost you guys. Feel free to unmute because I can... I see one account. All the Jericho guys left. 